Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched the Lego Batman movie, directed by Chris McKay and released in 2017. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Batman learns to work with his friends to stop the Joker from destroying Gotham City. Um, There's a spoiler warning for this one. Yeah, so the best character out of the Lego movie now has his own movie, the Lego Batman movie, which now leads us to finding who is the best character out of this movie, who's going to get their own movie, I'm guessing Bane. <laughs> Bane was pretty funny. Um, I was going to say something else, but I've forgotten what it was. This is a spin-off of that Lego movie that was like, it was fine, Um, but mm. compared to this movie, it was, I think, a lot better, just in terms of story beats and stuff like that. Like, that story was a lot more um straightforward and traditional, and this one is, like, it does kind of feel like a movie that would normally be direct to dvd Mm. that managed to get a cinematic release it has some really solid jokes and some really solid voice work but the story is um literally kind of a worse version of holy musical batman which i couldn't stop thinking about which is a star kid musical that i couldn't stop thinking about through this whole movie um which is sharper and funnier i think this one's kind of more kid friendly. it's it certainly showed up that little bit of a good thing is a good thing, but too much of a good thing in yeah. this case is not workable for what they need to do. I also noticed the story on this one was written by, oh, God, uh, um, Seth, Seth Graham Yeah, Green, Seth Graham, Graham Smith, Smith, who's the um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yeah. guy. Who, and six other people. Yes, and six other people. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it, I've, I've never quite clicked with his stuff so uh, maybe I'm a little bit sort of. It starts in a weird place, right? It starts with a major uh, battle without properly introducing the characters who are involved. It just expects you to know all about Batman already and the Joker and, and yeah. the Joker and everything. Like, and it and that stuff could have actually been built up more because then it spends a lot of time doing not very much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of characters that it again, like a lot of references. And a lot of the time it thinks it's being really funny and just making a reference, which isn't the best kind of humor. Yeah. Um, well, and it sort of seems like that stuff is all aimed at the adults because it, yeah. the, the adult audience perfectly fine to being dropped into a movie with Batman and the Joker and a few other villains and that they will be fine with that. But if you are aiming this at the kids, which it seems like they are, and certainly in our audience there were a lot of kids, very well-behaved kids, um, who are going to be watching this movie, then you kind of need to be held to a higher standard with that stuff. There was also a problem in our cinema, I'm pretty sure, with the sound. Mm. Like it was too quiet. The sound mix was not good. Well, it wasn't just the sound mix. I think it was also just quiet yeah. in the cinema. Well, so like, many of the jokes, like one of the three of us watching would get one of the jo- would laugh and the other two wouldn't hear it. Yeah, it was not <laughs> it wasn't loud enough and I couldn't hear a lot of the gags. Yeah. And, you know, some of the gags were really – some of the jokes are really funny. Yes. Um, And it feels like a lot of that is just Will Arnett ad-libbing his lines as Batman like it's that's how it feels it doesn't feel written a lot of the time when it's really funny and it's him as Batman well Um, the funniest bit is is the bit that was basically the trailer which is him coming home after defeating the Joker and that whole you know I I bet he goes home to all these lady active wear models which they change from the trailer um but that that whole bit where he's trying to heat up his lobster dinner in the microwave and just the whole that whole bit that is that is why we loved Lego Batman in the Lego movie. I also thought Robin was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, he was. I don't know why they decided to make Batgirl, um, Barbara Gordon, in any way a love interest. 
Like he, she is introduced in this exactly the same way that Wildstyle was introduced in the um, Lego movie, mm. which was a big issue for me in the Lego movie. I don't know why you would want to repeat that. I hate that. I hate that it's like introduces her as a sex, like a, you know, object of sexual desire for the Lego main character in her Lego blocky form. Like it just makes me so mad and it's so pointless and stupid, especially since by the end of the movie, they're platonic anyway. And they make a big point out of that. And she doesn't want him to be flirting with her. Yeah. And it's, she's introduced as the police commissioner as well. So it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird it's relationship. Frustrating and I hate that. I hate it. And it's like, it's, it doesn't add anything to the movie. No. So why do it? Why do they do that? Yeah, it doesn't. And if you like, if you're gonna give Batman a love interest, make it someone else. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it just it was trying to put too much on the one female character who gets a decent amount of screen time. I mean, Harley Quinn gets some time as well, and she's kind of fun. But don't put it all on her. No, yeah, and I, I then you know that that's really frustrating for me. And they kind of wild style her up where she's just really like, yeah, especially as you also have um. Poison Ivy has a couple of lines as well. Like mm. you could have, they could have done something fun there because in the end he has to work with all the villains, right? Or they could have, they could have no, but they could have done it with Catwoman, who he really does have like romantic history with uh-huh. in in the history of the in the of the comic yeah. books and the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Why do it with Barbara Gordon, who he has a really rough st- like? There's a lot of really rough stuff around Barbara Gordon, especially the recent um, Killing Joke movie where they made um, Batman and Barbara have sex before the Joker paralyzed her. Not a good plan to make her love interest in her love interest in this one, even though she's not really yeah. a love interest. And also, I think this movie, while it assumes a knowledge, it doesn't assume a deep knowledge that includes the Killing Joke. It also doesn't assume a deep knowledge that includes uh, actual knowledge of Harry Potter, because there are some things that Voldemort says that you're like, no, Accio <laughs> Storm, Accio Lightning Cloud. You're like, <laughs> no, no, uh, that's not how that works. Yeah, um, but they, I guess they already had Ray Fines on set, so he was. That he didn't easy. do it. It was oh, Eddie Izzard. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, because Ray Fines voices Alfred, but yeah. it's Eddie Izzard who does Voldemort. I was looking for it. Yeah, I, um, Jermaine Clements voices Sauron. Yeah, yeah Sauron, which is pretty funny. that one. That was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody knows that the Lord of the Rings entirely happens in New Zealand. Like, yeah, that's just canon. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was um pretty funny. And the Eye of Sauron was to me one of the best characters, mm. even though it, that makes almost no sense. He just was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, All the multi-universe villains, like the Daleks and the Eye of Sauron and the um the Godzilla and yeah, the Wicked Witch. That was kind of and and Voldemort. That was kind of funny. The, it was kind of funny. Yeah, if they if they knew their references better, it would be, work mm-hmm. even better. I think. Like yes. if you're going to make all these references, you got to know what you're referencing well. Mm. Um. That was, you know, some of them worked really well and some of them didn't work quite as well. But I thought the Eye of Sauron worked really well. Mm. They they sort of knew what they were doing with that. The that other was reference that I quite liked was Alfred getting into the 1960s bat suit. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Actually, the, this movie's entire fondness for the 1960s show made me really happy. Mm. Like the Biff Pow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fight. Yeah, and and they had the theme music sometimes. A couple and, of times. It was a couple of yeah, and and the other one too. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. It was yeah. it was nice that this movie um, acknowledges all of the past of Batman and not just the gritty yeah. kind of reboot stuff. It has a clear and genuine yeah. fondness for and when all they of sh- Batman. I do like, though, that when they show the clip from the 1960s era Batman, he's doing the Bat-Tusi. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they have the sh- Bat-Shark repellent, though, too. Yes, like, that's a, that's plot a point. great reference. I was going to s- circle back to that um, villains thing. I think... Mm. Part of the problem with having so many characters is that most of them don't actually do anything. Nope. But the Eye of Sauron has an actual purpose within the plot. Yeah, yeah. He is 
important to the plot because he spies on everything and he knows where everything is. Mm. So it actually kind of he he serves a purpose and he's funny. Yeah. Um and I think that part of was part of the problem with having the entire rogues gallery, the entire Justice League and yeah. the entire new evil villains army was like I don't know who most of these people are. well I mean I can recognize most of them but you they, they yeah. don't serve a purpose. And like you get Wonder Woman doesn't even have a line. Yeah, and there's like they kind of try to re um to bring back that Green Lantern joke. Yeah. Which again is the same joke as in Holy I mean I know that these things are like in holy musical batman sorry i should finish my sentences i know that these things are like widely known jokes in the comic book universe right i know that a lot of this stuff is just it's it's similar because these are all things that if you're going to make fun of batman you're going to do Mm. but there's it just feels so like it it feels so done yeah and that was part of the thing that was funny about batman was that he was making fun of uh, the lego batman was he was making fun of all the silly things about batman yeah but it um, wasn't the whole focus which is i think the yeah. problem with this one is that and it's the problem with by the way holy musical batman yeah um yeah it, it, when he is a side character and you can and they make the time to make fun of him in that way it's funny and the thing is because that character took hold after the lego movie came out there's acres of stuff online where people like pull that apart or add jokes to it or they've re- they've memed it in such a way that there are the jokes are already there and it's all it's funnier that now you know he belongs to the people and the people just make fun of him but now that he's got his own movie it's like you know it's it's canon it's boring it's too much yeah and that i also think that lego the lego movie had such a unique visual style and this one was a little too busy visually so busy there was like all these zooming shots and there was just so much going on some of them were really good some of them like when they zoom out of the bat cave and stuff that Mm. works really really well and then they echo that later and i think that storyline with with batman learning to like work with other people could have worked really well if he wasn't so he feels almost deadpool-y like he's got he can break the fourth wall And that's really funny as like a running joke when Will Arnett voices Batman, but it's not really funny when he's carrying a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool did a lot better. It It's just kind of like weird and hard to deal with a lot of the time when it's just throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Although I'd have to say, yeah, I did, I liked the storyline of, um, oh, the, the learning to work with other people story. That right. is perfect for a kid's Batman movie. For a Batman mm. Lego movie. Perfect, like, concept to go I with. I don't know why they decided on that Michael Jackson quote because that just takes me out of the movie every time they do it. And I'm like, yeah. that's not funny. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, it was at the beginning of the movie mm. and then they do it again at the And you're like, why that? I don't know. That's so odd. Yeah. I, the other thing, um, it's been years since I saw the Lego movie. So, I'm, I think I'm less familiar with it, with it than you. You probably watched it with the kids. Again. Oh, no, actually, yeah, it was on TV at, yeah. at work recently, but I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, so I've kind of forgotten the original Lego movie, but so, it, it, this one's sort of like it's trying to do some of the things, but, for example, there's no song that's quite as captivating as Everything is Awesome. No. They try. They run this song about family over the end credits, but it's completely forgettable. And they, they have some cool songs like pop up in tiny little bits like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go or – um. Oh, the Rick God. Roll song. Yeah, no, the, but the song that she every time she, you see, um, the first two times you see Barbara, they play. What was it? Oh, yeah, it's some eighties like cheesy ballad. Yeah, thing. I, I don't remember what the song was now. But I actually went out to the bathroom the second time that happened because I got cranky. Yes, <laughs> and I was singing it in the bathroom. Then I was like, "Damn it!" 
<laughs> yeah, it I just- actually went out because I was cranky with the movie, but that's because like that wild style thing pissed me off so much, like romanticizing a Lego block. Um, sexualizing a Lego block, the sexualization of women in cartoons is really frustrating. Like yeah. the, what they did with like Lola Bunny in Space Jam and things like that. Yep. And to see it in this, I was like, and in, in such a pointless position as well. There's also this thing that has nothing to do with anything that just frustrated me where like their body blocks would have a little bit of skin showing at like a V-neck or something like that. Yeah. But the the block would have across the top of it the color of their outfit. So it went from their neck into the color of the outfit and then a little bit of skin. So it really <laughs> annoyed me every time I saw it. I was like, but that's silly. It looks like they all have like chokers on the same color as their outfit or something like that. It looks really dumb. Yeah. It's such a stupid I mean, thing for me to yeah, get distracted it, by. It makes sense in the context of them being Lego blocks. Actually, that's actually one of the things I like. The way that their little capes are like the capes that you put on your Lego um, minifigs, you know, where, where the where you fold the holes around and you put it, you put the head down in the middle. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, well, the, actually, the, the solution to the biggest problem at the end of the movie was hilarious. That was, to me, the funniest thing in the whole movie. Yeah. That, like, they all took their hair off and stood on top of each other's heads. And, like, then they, like, clicked together at the yeah. end. It was so funny to me. Like, using the Lego concept like that is really funny. It's really clever. Yeah. Because that's what you've got to work with. And they do, and they carry the same clever thing they did in the Lego movie through of the pieces are not perfect. Like the Lego pieces have got little worn bits and stuff like his cowl and and things like that. You yeah. can see, you know, scratches or where they've been played with. And they also carry through the this could all be happening, like this could all just be kids playing with it. Where every time anyone shoots a gun or a plane <laughs> shoots a gun, they go pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and um, you can see in the credits that uh, Will Arnett's kids are credited. So it seems like they actually got some real kids in to go pew, 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 which is fun. By the way, I think I, at one point I was like, who is the voice of the mayor? Because she sounded so familiar. Right. It's Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. Of course um, it is. And also both of the um, members of Garfunkel and Oates are voices in this movie, Ricky Lindholm and Kate Micucci, which oh, makes me nice. happy. Oh, nice. I like Kate. Kate um, Micucci's a really, got a really good voice. She was Clayface, which is pretty hilarious. Oh, right. I didn't know that. That does make sense. That's, I mean, that's funny. That is because she's mm. the itty bittiest person ever, and Clayface yeah. is like this and, um, giant monster. What's thing. her face? Um, Harley Quinn is Jenny Slate, who's now like doing heaps of these voiceover stuff. That was a weird one though, because she, she doesn't do the Harley voice. No, she doesn't do the Harley voice, but Jenny Slate actually has a Harley Quinn kind of voice, right? Like slightly squeaky, slightly like I've been smoking cigarettes all night. Yeah, it's, it was a bit weird, and to she me. doesn't do the accent. No, which is, was a strange choice for me. It, which like, and the Joker, she um, wouldn't have to do much more than she does for her Parks and Rec character to pull that off either. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was very strange. Um, but yeah, the they got Billy D. Williams back to do Two Face too, which yeah, made yeah. me happy. Oh, Jason Manzukas was in this movie. I didn't know that. Who was, was the he? Scarecrow? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think Zach Galifianakis was very good as the Joker. Um, I didn't mind him. Uh, it was very kid friendly, maybe. Yeah. Like, cause you hear Mark Hamill do the Joker and you're like, wow, that's great. Whereas Zach Galifianakis was just like, eh. I think we discussed this when we did the last grimdark Batman movie that Mark Hamill is like probably the best Joker because of that, all that menace and stuff that he puts into. But yeah, I, I think he was fine. Like it, it, they have to walk that kid friendly line. Well, but that Will Arnett does such a like, grisly voice as Batman so you could go a little harder I think on some of the voices yeah and yeah and you would hire someone who's not Zach Galifianakis and like it works so well when you've got the contrast between um Will Arnett's Batman and Michael Cera's Robin it's so funny I it took me a while to remember that Michael Cera and 
Jesse Eisenberg aren't the same person. So I was like, Everybody he's playing Lex Luthor. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> It's not, um, but he was. Yes, he he was adorable. He did a really Robin. good job as, mm. in that voice role. Like, yeah. you know, people um, people um, attack Michael Sarah for always doing the same thing, but he was actually really funny and different in this. I yeah. thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was he was especially funny to me. Just mm. just by saying like just plain ordinary lines, he would say them in a certain way, and I would giggle. I thought yeah. he was really. And when he takes the pants off and stuff, made me laugh. Yeah. Um. That and when he oh had the God. outfit on underneath the prison outfit was funny. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah. Actually, the bit where they go into Arkham Asylum, and Batman's got to pull all his like he he's got to take all his clothes off and he's walking around in his underwear. Like they're they're cute kid funny joke kid friendly jokes. Yeah. All the best jokes were most of the best jokes were in the trailer too. Like the uh-huh. mom, the um soccer mom joke was in the trailer. And that was mm-hmm. funny. Not the the very best joke because that would have spoiled the ending. But like a lot of that stuff was in the trailer. And there's things that just don't like the Phantom Zone thing, mm. which is very obviously set up, and then you know exactly where that's going to go, and Batman plays right into it. But the Phantom Zone itself, with that brick thing, was strange. Yeah, it didn't quite play as a joke. And you don't understand why all of these great villains of history are listening to the Joker, too. That's the problem with actually both team-ups. We are like, yeah. why is the Joker the boss of all of these villains? Yeah, he's the Joker. The, cause if, and if you were doing that, you'd have to go down the path of the more menacing Joker. Right. There's not a real – there's not ever, ever any – like, like, Lord Voldemort doesn't need to listen to some two-bit guy who wears makeup from Gotham the City. The Eye of Sauron doesn't need to. King freaking Kong doesn't need to listen to anybody. Yeah, well, and King Kong's not really a villain anyway. No, exactly. Um, and Go- yeah, Godzilla? He's a hero. You know. The Godzilla's not in it. Oh, who's the big sea monster then? I don't remember, but it's not Godzilla. Right. Yeah, no, it's some other I, – I recognize it, but I can't remember right now right. what it, what exactly it was, just sea monster. But um, <laughs> actually, the sea monster has a great scene where, like, everything's <laughs> so funny. He, he's suddenly left alone and he's like, oh, nothing no, no, to no. see here. Because he shot the Eye of Sauron, right? He right. was told to shoot, but then the bat um, – the bat – the – what's it called? The something or other. Oh, yeah, the, the bat – Thing that turns – it turns into a bunch thing. of different yeah, things. Yeah, it seems like it's some kind of – cat-like thing i don't know anyway it's, it's he master builds it um yeah well after he hits the eye of sauron and then um and then the sea it monster sort of just slinks like away. slinks away and then just before he leaves the seat the, the screen you hear him say nothing to see here yeah it's very cute that was really funny um bits and pieces like that's the thing is that bits and pieces like that are really good gags yeah but a lot of the gags are just not and and um the whole um using all of the villains from the rogues gallery thing mm is something that I've seen before in Holy Musical Batman. Um, But other things as well. Which, to be fair, not many. Like, Holy Musical Batman, while popular in certain circles, is probably not as well known. No, that's what I mean. Like, this is not something that everybody is going to have seen, but this reminded me so much of it. Like, in that one, Batman is lonely, and then he – it's a slightly different plot, so he um, adopts – Robin at first doesn't like him and then warms to him and then they become like best friends and they go everywhere together and the people of Gotham are like you're not cool anymore we don't like you anymore because you have a friend oh <laughs> yeah exactly it's really like and then you know they all have to learn the power of friendship um which is kind of a bit meaner but also a bit funnier mm. yeah, than yeah. what they ended up doing with this one yeah but um, the plot in other ways there's so many similarities yeah um that it's like a little off-putting sometimes yeah, yeah no exactly but where I mean, where it shines is is those little, little gags, though. Um, yeah, which is because you know it's great memeable movie. Yes, like there's going to be a lot of gifts coming out of this movie. That'll look, be funny. Lego Batman is a great little gag, you know. Yeah, and that's the problem. 
Yeah, exactly. And a lot of these other characters are great little gags. Um, I yeah. really only felt like the movie was really working when it was like the relationship between Robin and Batman yes. was really works because it's so challenging to ro- Batman. And like he, Robin is just good enough to be a little annoying but also cute. Yep. Like it, 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 they manage that character really well. Yeah. He's, he's annoying but you still like him yeah. um, and that works well. Much better than the Joker did. I think the joke is a real weak point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not menacing. He's not scary. You don't know why anybody's listening to him. Um, Harley was a better villain than him for most of this movie. She yeah, gets more done. She was. Like, and, but she barely gets to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's the very serious woman problem in that there are so few of them and they get so little to do. And Batgirl's a great character. And, she's and it's just, Rosario freaking Dawson. Yeah. And, and you've got Rosario Dawson and they don't, they don't use her as well as they could have. Like, the whole Jim Gordon's retired and handed over to his daughter. Okay, I get where you're coming from, but Batgirl's better when not like she's not part of the police. It would have been be- like it just didn't work. It just she's not right. She just isn't. She isn't. At, at, I think the problem is she's got nothing to do with Barbara Gordon from the comic. Yeah, she's not the same character at all. all like and, her. Um, yeah, she's nothing. And nothing and like but it's the same. It's the exact same problem as like. Wild style at least yeah. has a flaw, but same problem with Moana and stuff. What are what are Barbara's weak points? What are her flaws in this movie? Yeah, what are they? They she, don't exist. No, because she's just there to teach Batman a lesson. And the point, the thing about all these characters, it's that they make want to make strong female characters, so they don't give them any personality. So they make invincible female characters, which yeah. are boring. Exactly, and this is the same problem, but it's also like the problem, you know, and and it's the only girl problem. Yeah, well, that's right. She's Smurfette. Right, she gets she get, she's Smurfette in this movie, and she doesn't have to be. You have Catwoman, you have Wonder Woman, you have Harley Quinn. Give them all something bigger mm. to do. Yeah, right. Like make the make the thing with Catwoman. Like they could have made it really interesting to have all the flirtation with Catwoman, but she's on the other side. Especially since he uses he then like gets all the villains to be on his side, right? Mm. And directly referencing Suicide Squad, by the way. But like. It would have been really funny to have the rest of the movie she keeps flirting with him and then eventually he asks them all to be on her on his side and she's like, yes, I finally win or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like um, now we can be together or whatever. Um, having that relationship would have been fun to see. They could have still done it in a kid-friendly way mm. and not over-sexualized it. But they over-sexualized things anyway. They over-sexualized Babs for no reason. Mm. And it's so frustrating. And, like, there's all these as well. He, shoot, he puts on all these pink outfits on her and you're like, ew. Stop it. Mm. Like, not that there's anything wrong with being pink and girly, but it's clearly not her character so far. No. And it clearly doesn't work for her. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really – it's frustrating and it's silly to see all these things happening where you don't need to have those things happening. Mm. I also don't know why Barbara had to have red hair. That was confusing because they did – like, they made um, Jim and Barbara darker skin to fit the cast voice cast. Yeah. So why keep her with red hair? That was weird. Cause I was, when I saw the ads for this movie, I didn't know. I thought Rosario Dawson was just voicing a white character. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell with Lego sometimes. Um, yeah, it was a little strange, but I mean, I, I suppose they, I guess they felt they needed to because it's not, it's not like I Bar- think Barbara to, Gordon's hair is meant to look like a natural redhead's hair. I either. know, but I think it's to make her more attractive, which kind of like, yeah. I don't I like to make her hair pretty. And she's the only one where they really fuss over her hair. Right. Mm. So that's, I mean, the Joker has green hair. Mm. Like, and yet they make a bigger deal out of Barbara's, you know. Oh, that, actually, that is another good little gag is when Batman takes his cowl off to turn into Bruce Wayne, his hair readjusts itself. 
That's really funny. Both both times both it happened, times. I giggled so hilarious. hard. That was really funny. Yeah, and and the um Batman and Bruce. Uh, are you telling me that Bruce Wayne is Batman's roommate? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, reminds yeah. me of um Buffy when the main characters can't figure out that Glor- that Glory and Ben, ben are the same, the same person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which was really funny, except yeah. that's actually because of a magic spell, and this is just because everybody's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like Robin doesn't realize that Bruce no, Wayne. Yeah. Lives in Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. <laughs> exactly. That was that. All that stuff is uh, actually pretty funny, especially since it's so obvious. Like yeah. he goes on his Batmobile to Bruce's island. Right. Um, but it's it's funny for um the Robin as he is played because Robin is meant is that delightfully earnest, adorable. Slightly gullible, yeah. Character, so it's, it's funny for jo- but the Joker's line is funny. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, oh, actually, how awesome does the Joker make Wayne Manor? He turns yeah, it into like this better. amazing Joker palace with like uh, roller coasters and bright lights and rainbows. It's amazing. Yeah, much cool. And that was the aesthetic that Suicide Squad should have had, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That neon like carnival aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Was exactly that what they should have gone for for Suicide Squad, but not the point. Um, I was going to say something. What was it? Uh, not knowing. Oh, Batman. how cool was it that like Robin thought he had two dads and was completely cool with it? Nobody yeah. ever kind of makes a big deal out of the idea that he might have had two dads. Yeah, that at was all. nice. Like you know, that was cute. Well, it I was, thought, yeah, it was very sweet, and it it was like it didn't. Uh, it made a point without making without labouring it. Right. Well, I mean, there wasn't any reason also to assume that they were gay, but at least no. it was like, oh, I'm so excited instead of one dad, two dads, yeah. which was really cute. Like, and the way that kind of Batman adopts Robin without even knowing that he's adopted him was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, Alfred's kind of teasing him along. I did think I was comparing him to that, Je- the Jeremy Irons Alfred. Uh huh. I actually quite like the Jeremy Irons Alfred now that I think about it. I thought he was a really good Alfred. This one was a little bit. I've spent many years getting Jeremy Irons and Ray Fiennes mixed up. And yeah, but yeah, no, the Jeremy Irons Alfred is good. He's one of the very few characters in those grimdark movies that actually winks. At the like, he's got a bit of a bit of sense of humor about him, yeah. a sense of irony, or and a wink to the camera every now and then. It was Ray Fiennes was almost too dry, yeah, and not affectionate enough. I think also they made these dumb British jokes that weren't funny at all. Yeah, but yeah, he was almost like not like he was supposed to be really affectionate, mm. but it almost was like too dry and not affectionate. Whereas Jeremy Irons was trying to hold back the affection, but you felt it more. Yeah, which was interesting. And they reference that movie as well. <laughs> they reference all of the My movies, greatest enemy funny. is Superman. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is really funny, though, because yeah. that, again, uh, not to labor the point, but that's also in Holy Musical Batman. Yeah, right. But it's that, that kind of, like, only Batman feels the animosity and Superman's like, no, we're cool. Yeah. It's funny. Although, the, actually, the gag where he turns up at the Fortress of Solitude and they're yeah. having a Justice yeah. League party and everyone else is there except Batman. That's funny. That and yeah. and, and you feel it feels really deserved at yeah, that yeah. point too, because he's being a real brat for a lot of yeah, this movie. He is a total brat, and he clearly doesn't like being around anybody else. And his password well, to get into the Batcave is Iron Man sucks. Yeah, that's pretty funny um, gag. But again, a bit fourth wall breaking. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it should work. And um, but the the thing about that Fortress of Solitude, you said he clearly doesn't like being around anybody else. That's completely Cle- untrue. Yeah, he really wants to. But he's but too he's just, scared and he's too much of a man baby to do it, which is actually yeah. pretty like it's it's I mean, this is the best characterization I think of yeah, Batman. It, you need to get over your man babiness in order to 
and and accept other people in order to be a better superhero. And he has so much privilege too. Like they yeah. actually make reference to that a couple of times in mm. this movie uh, to how much money he has and yeah. how much of this privilege he has. In sp- like, and, and he's so, and I know it's traumatizing to watch your parents be killed as a child, yeah. but like he's so stuck yeah. on that, that he can't be a person. At, but, but also I don't really like, like uh, they um, Batman should, want to protect the people of Gotham and want to protect mm. kids more than I ever see him do it these days. Like you don't get any real sense of the connection between Batman and like everyday people. Yeah. Um, you and, get- and, oh, this is actually a thing um, in Batman versus Superman. There's a bit where he saves a kid, but then in Suicide Squad, he lets a kid just stand between him and Will Smith's character and uses her as a human shield. I know it's Will Smith's kid, but still, mm-hmm. like, this is really inconsistent characterization. And in this movie, he kind of, le- like, talks about Robin saying he's expendable. And you're like, this is supposed to be a child character. That's not funny. Yeah. Especially since he soccer mums him, like, five minutes later. That doesn't, that's inconsistent and strange and doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, um, with Batman, there's like, why else would he be a superhero? You know, like there's a sense of this sort of paternal responsibility, like noblesse mm. oblige about um about Bruce Wayne, and that's why he is what he is. So he's not always necessarily caring, but he's got feels a sense of obligation to take care of people. Right. Um. In this one, it's more he likes the fame. I think. Yeah, um, he does. But there's also like this. Um, that there's a problem with this movie. I think like the save the cat moment comes really late. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that in Iron Fist as well was a really big issue. You don't get a save the cat moment for Danny Rand. He never, he like in the no. first like bunch of episodes, the only time he's ever sympathetic is when he's interacting with that homeless guy. And you're like, but why is this character even in but this? Then and also, also he doesn't do anything. Well, then he's, he's also a dick to that homeless guy. He says something along the lines of people will think I'm just like you. Yeah. He's a total jerk. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And, and there's no, but he doesn't have save the cat moment. He doesn't have a moment where he does something yeah, that's that nice makes for another person. Like that makes him. you like him. Yeah. And this one as well. Batman doesn't do anything like that until a really late point in the movie. Mm. Like, and we're supposed to still, he's supposed to be sympathetic, I think. Like, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to think, oh, he's being a jerk, but. Like, yeah, he's you're still meant a to good... feel sorry for him when he walks into that Justice League party and he hasn't been invited. Right, but there's no point, like, apart from the soccer mum thing, which is a gag, there's no actual moment yeah. when he's likable up until that point. He doesn't have a moment when he saves a citizen just, like, without fame. Yeah. Or, like, is nice to a kid on purpose. Even um, Batman versus Superman had one of those. I know. If even Batman versus Superman can manage it, you know you're not doing well if you don't manage it, right? Like that's yeah. that's that's a, the standard that we're looking at here. Mm. Um, Suicide Squad doesn't have that for a lot of the characters either. No. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yes. Um, Do we want to say anything else about this? Are we close to time? How are we doing? We are very much close to time. Um, I don't. I, I feel like I've covered everything. It's There's just not that we were looking say. forward to it for such a long time, and it wasn't that good. Yeah, I think that's it. Like we we waited two months for it to get released here, which is, they delayed the release because of school holidays, and it just wasn't that exciting when it finally did arrive. I feel like it just needed more time in the like in the developmental stage to make a better mm. story. It's yep. not a good story, and a lot of people worked really hard on animating it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is something I've talked about before, but it's a real issue for me because I watched like you watch trailers for things yeah. like that new Smurfs movie where the animation looks so amazing. amazing and you're like, I can't believe they're making a third Smurfs movie. Like, this is not a good franchise. This is a 
garbage. Mm. These are garbage movies, and people are making really beautiful animation that takes them years to perfect. Yeah, exactly. This and is, the, the Lego guys have made everything like out of bricks. Like this is yeah. not. I mean, they animated it, but it would all work. All as works bricks. as bricks. And like Even you said, the explosions all, you can yeah. see they're all pieced together. Yep. They're not and, like. All, and with, if anything's on fire, it's when there's Lego fires. Yeah. It's painstaking the amount of effort that goes in. And this feels like they rushed it out the door because they knew how popular it yeah, was. It feels exactly like that. And so it's kind of a shame. Yeah. So um, what do you want to give it? Um, I will give it two stars. I will go for two and a half, I think. Not their finest effort. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we are at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.